Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the veteran adaptive athlete shoot put on by none other than the Black Rifle Coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Obviously the best coffee in all of the lands. It's America's coffee. It's your coffee. It's the world's coffee. I am here with Texas Dave. (laughs) My favorite co-host ever. This is the first time you're actually being your co-host. Yeah, We're camera not one, camera you. two. Yeah, camera yeah. one, camera two. Just, just keep going to both. I was like, going, camera one, camera what, what are we doing? You're now the co-host. Oh, man, I'm half in charge? Yeah. That's a terrible idea. I know, no more. We're not oh, asking you questions. Fantastic. We're not asking you about your life. As a matter of fact, we don't care. That's reasonable. You never did, <laughs> so it's fine. We don't need to hear nah. about how many Evos you've found oh, on Craigslist. I need an adult. <laughs> definitely come to the wrong place for that. <laughs> so what's happening today is, is this is the veteran adaptive athlete shoots. Okay. Uh, this is our second annual one. We put one on last year. It's where we bring all our veteran adaptive athletes out uh, to do an awesome archery shoot. It's amazing. Uh, so we're going to be pulling some of these special guests that we have here for the week. We're out of the Black Rifle Coffee Ranch in Bernie, Texas. It's beautiful. You may recognize in a lot of our videos, specifically the Halloween series. It's kind of Halloweeny today. We've got the nice mist coming in. You know, there's a, the sort of overcast vibes. It's going to be pretty rad out here, I think. You know, people were, it, it was kind of like they were on the fence when we walked in this morning where it was like, oh man, the weather didn't cooperate today. And then I reminded them, do you know what it feels like in Bernie, Texas when the sun is out? Yeah, no, no. We know, went, it's wait a minute. Better. What is going man, on right there it. is definitely what this we is want. This gold. <laughs> yeah, no, this is 100% thousand times more than what we want it's, for the It's as the if June we just weather. had a mister. Yeah, this is perfect. Honestly, you can't pay for this kind of quality and, uh, and quantity because that's the idea here. As long as it stays away from getting any worse than this, this is going to be a perfect day. Now, Texas Especially Dave, we're inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're under the garage. I'm not mad about Texas it. Texas Dave, you have a very robust history with archery. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I uh, my history with archery, uh, it's gosh, what twenty spans about was a twenty four year career. Yeah. I uh, first encountered archery at Boy Scout camp. Um, I want to say age about six that or was seven. Up in Rhode Island, correct? Yeah, Quahog, I believe, and yep, we. Yep. Uh, I stayed up all night with uh, Quinlan Hopkins eating fun dip. So I definitely passed out immediately in the beginning of the archery class um, where they talked about about how to do it, um, how to be safe, uh, probably other things. But again, I slept through that part as well. So since then, that's actually, that's pretty, that pretty well closes the book on my archery experience and history. So I'm looking forward today to being, uh, being able to really offer a robust commentary um, and really facilitate a, a really, really impressive dialogue with these athletes. I mean, I, really, though, as we unpack that, yes, yeah. 24 years ago, you were introduced to Absolutely. archery, which you forget most of it, but that right. still means you have 24 years of experience. 100%. Yeah, no, I think it's viable. I think it's valuable. And I'm really looking forward to to the the color commentary that between your history with archery, my history with archery, we're really going to be able to um, to extract some magic out of these uh, these gentlemen today. Absolutely. Let's go and check out our first guest. All right, Dave, we are here with our first guest, not a competitor, for say, uh, but a very large supporter of a lot of things that we've done. Mr. John Welborn. Thank you for having me. Well Thanks for born. being here, John. Yeah, Wellborn Of Power Athlete Fix HQ. It post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just crush that. Yeah, <laughs> John Wellborn. Wellborn. <laughs> I was eating. I was. I was. I was eating up on my word. Was you did great. Dog? You did great. I'm proud of you. Like I'm a big proud of you. It was a hot dog. It was a hot dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
But yes, John, you have you've been involved in a number of things with us. Uh, what brings you out here to Voss? Uh, it looked like a fun event, and uh, Baker wouldn't stop calling me. You know what? A <laughs> lot do of it. things happened. <laughs> Nailed it because of that. Baker wouldn't stop calling. Hey, that's why I'm here. JT called me. I was like, well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, good. hey, man, there's like an adaptive hunt. And I was like, we hunting adaptive people? Or like, what's the deal? I was like, but it sounded so weird. And I was, uh, the way he pitched it, and I'm like, Baker, this sounds kind of inhumane. And he's like, no, no, no. Baker yeah. needs a sales class. That's <laughs> what Baker needs. Baker needs some Sandler well, training. The, the problem is Baker's like on the way to get his road bike. He's telling you 27 different things. He's putting me on hold. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he just said Black Rifle. I said, no problem. We'll cruise yeah, on all down. Of a sudden you're on, you're on with his, I, I, I was up like, up triangle, left, I was right, like, left, right, start, uh, Black Rifle. JT and Evan in the cast just hit me up. It'd probably be a lot easier than Baker being like, hey, are you coming down? I'll be like <laughs> three hours. Yeah, he calls you, and in the middle of the call, all of a sudden, it's an assistant that's telling you, hey, "Can you hold for Baker, please?" Yeah. Like, that's no, exactly I, how it works. It's like, oh, hold on, brilliant. Baker's doing a set, or you know, it's always something. So I was happy to, I was happy to come out and support a wonderful deal, and I got to see Bert and some of the other guys from Sordak. So I'm always happy. Uh, now, do you have an, an archery background at all? Do you archery hunt? Yes. Uh, oh. So I got into archery when I was playing in the NFL. Uh, my roommate was Jared Allen, if you guys know Jared Allen. And uh, Jared was big into hunting. And um, after he got his third DUI, uh, he lived with me. Nailed so, it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, we, we got bows and we used to hunt a ton and uh, hunted some turkeys and a bunch of other things. So when I moved out to Texas, I got back into it. So what, what, uh, explain to, to him and I about hunting yeah, a, turkery, mostly a turkey, a turkey, uh, with a turkey with a bow. <laughs> because that sounds hard. Yeah, like, now, it, it wasn't if easy. I, if I understand correctly, there's multiple types of bows. Now, they all have arrows, but there's multiple types of bows. Is that correct? You got correct? a recurve and a compound. Yeah. Nailed it. Which one do we use for turkeys? Uh, we used a compound. Got it. Can you use either one, but you chose a compound? Uh, or well, I had a compound. I never had a recurve. Got it. Now, one got thing, it. I've never, I've, uh, I've owned turkeys and I've chased wild turkeys. But hunting and you've drank wild, wild turkeys. Wild turkey. drank wild turkey. Yeah. But hunting turkeys is difficult. Like, they're yeah. elusive. So how do you get close enough to hit him with a bow? Uh, well, we were actually in a stand, like a ground uh, blind, and we had decoys set up. It called him in, and then the turkey came in, and it started banging the decoy. Oh, okay. And then I popped up, and I had this almost looked like a guillotine kind of uh, tip on it. It looked like four razor blades. And I shot up, and I shot it in the neck, and the head popped off. Ooh. And the, like, head popped and off while he was the, banging. My man. And the best part is his head what? popped off, and it continued to bang the decoy as it fell to the ground. Oh, I mean, it was that's why uh, that's, that's pretty brutal. Then I realized the that they that's are. Yeah, it was. Metal, I mean, bro. the thing went out like it wanted to. It went that's out in the so fight. Metal. And the best part is, it looked right at me <laughs> as it was banging the decoy. It looked right at me and fucking got its head lopped off. Wow. Like, I, I'm not gonna say that like it was uh, by some you know fucking amazing you know training whatever. Uh, I shot at its head and dude, it, it popped its head off. It was. I was more surprised than it was. <laughs> I totally thought I was going to miss this fucking thing. Man, uh, I don't think turkeys get super surprised in my experience. Though. Uh, dude, just, but it, it looked at oh, me. We, we locked eyes and then I saw its head pop off and I knew yeah. we were soulmates. Just, we had so, a moment. Yeah, they're so oh, hard totally to even... It's like you get a glimpse of them and then they're gone forever. Oh, like, see, I, mean, I don't... I, 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 I have a different experience with turkeys. The only time I see turkeys is at my ranch when they're in some type of special hormonal situation where you can be driving a car flat out through the woods and they walk in the middle of the road and they stare you down and go... <laughs> and you're like, so we, we, trying to- we hunted turkeys last week and um, we were literally like, you know, walking up on them and I could hear them on the other side of the bush on the trees and we were calling them, trying to call them in and uh, there was a bunch of hens all around and they want, they liked their call, obviously. We yeah. waited on these things. So two days and shit, man, we couldn't even get a good shot on one. Huh. Wow. So they're frustrating. 
Now, uh, what's your experience in in training with uh, adaptive athletes? I'm sure you have a lot. Yeah, um, we've had a number of people come through our seminars. It's just more a function of figuring out what they can do more so than what they can't. I think everybody looks at limitations and they're like, oh, they can't do this, they can't do that. I think it's just you almost have to reverse the paradigm and think, okay, what can they do? And more importantly, how do we continue to drive adaptation? Yeah, I think even more important is not not what can they do, but what are they not sure they can do? And that's probably the part that you get to facilitate yeah. really well. Yeah, no, just trying to like put a model together for athleticism. And I know that's kind of a weird thought, but when you start removing limbs and you just start changing, you know, different planes of motion and, you know, unilateral, bilateral, and it's just the same thing. Your theory on athleticism is all about movement in the body, right? Yeah. Like, explain that a little bit for us. Um, so I had this interesting epiphany when I was playing in the NFL that if uh, my movement was perfect and I was able to basically move through space, um, you know, challenging posture and position, and I knew what good technique was and I could stay within this model, the longer I could maintain it against a competitor, the, long, the more often I would win. So like a defensive lineman, I played offensive line. His job is basically to get me into a bad position to beat me. As long as I can stay in a good position through space yeah. and, you know, stay in relationship and, you know, head and hands and all the other good stuff, I'll normally win like 99% of the time. So then I just became obsessed with this idea of like, okay, how do I maintain posture and position through space longer than him? And then I just created a training system around it. But it sounds it. like it's also constantly being conscious of a lot of points of contact. Like, yeah, well, um, I, I learned early on um, that, uh, you know, but I learned this in boxing pretty young. You, usually the first meaningful touch is by far, you know, your greatest ally. I mean, if I can give you the first meaningful touch and I can hit you in an interesting way, then that provides me, uh, you know, hopefully a little an bit edge. of an edge. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that became just part of my deal, like uh, head and hands, just being faster than other people, being more violent. And so years ago, I, I coined the same term. I was like, I think I was on a TV show, and this guy asked me, he's like, oh, with football, I'm like, ah, I don't necessarily ever touch a football. I like to think of myself more as a master of violence. <laughs> um, I'm real good about, uh, I'm just really... I like to hey, Does anybody got that Instagram inter- name yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just I, I would rather be a master of violence and uh, being able to like, be in violent kind of stressful situations and feel real calm. Yeah. Like yeah. that part of like enjoying that and then just basically just being a violent weapon. Well, well I think that's kind of the right what, place. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what we connected on with driving. It's very much the same experience, right? Yeah. Like the experience in the car, the, the, the sensory input when you're in a race car, yeah. there's so much information and so many data points that you're constantly having to sort that's through. What I mean. You were, you and, were, dude, I, 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 I love rally racing. Yeah. And, uh, when I was in the NFL, we were real lucky. I got to do all of the Richard Petty experiences oh, nice. all over the country. Yeah. So I went everywhere and did them. And uh, I mean, dude, I've done, you know, 200 miles an hour on a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, so 200 miles an hour on a motorcycle is about like 47 miles an hour in a rally car. And that's oh, always the most fun experience. Dude. Somebody hits like 50 and they're like, did you see that? I warped space time. Speeding in a school zone. I had zone, a badass but... twin turbo Porsche and I used yeah. to, I was in the Porsche club and we used to go down to Sebring Raceway yeah. and I used to race that shit so out of that good. thing. So good. Well, we'll get you up to come play with some so, rally cars with us. Right? Yeah, no, Hell I love yeah, to. I, need to. But I, I think really, I do uh, rock crawlers now. So oh, I, nice. I build and fabricate uh, as a hobby. Yeah, uh, Chevy trucks, rock crawlers, we got, and all that. We got some good trails for that too. Yeah, we'll get you out. Oh, yeah, well, you I think do. I think that's the cool. You know, the cool thing about this. You know, we, um, you know, like you're talking about, kind of how you move through space. And I'm curious for you with with working with adaptive athletes. You know, what are the tools you use to to sort of help empower these folks to to sort of figure out new ways to move through space? Um. Man, that's a really good question. I think um, the problem is, is that when everybody thinks about training, it's so conventional. But I think like uh, everybody's different. Like I, I keep going back to a guy who came to a seminar and he told me he had a lot of hip pain. And he's like, hey, could you help me with my squat? I got a lot of hip pain. I'm like, great, let's see you squat. So as he started squatting down, all of a sudden I saw his like leg like really go forward. 
almost like his ankle was fixed. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, did you have your ankle fused? He's like, no, I'm actually missing my entire leg, uh, you know, below the knee amputee. <laughs> and so the guy was trying to barbell back squat using like a fixed point on yeah. his ankle and then actually using an artificial what? knee joint. And he's wondering why his hip hurts. That's wild. Because all of a sudden he would hit a point and then he had to rotate forward and he was yeah. all of a sudden changing. And I was like, yo man, like that's a broken model. Like you're going to fuck yeah. yourself up even worse. So then just figuring out him a range of motion that he can comfortably do. And yeah. like once we figured out that, the guy did great. And then he's like, well, what if somebody tells me I need to squat to parallel? I just wrote my number on a card and I gave it to him. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like if anybody ever harasses you on this, just give him this card and have him call me and I'll motherfuck them. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Checking that box. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I, I think a big thing too, especially with training, is there has to be some competition. There has to be something you use your fitness for. It's something that I, I, uh, I fucking want to pull my hair out on the internet yeah. where everybody's so excited to show you all their fitness routines and there's all these fitness just influencers. For a, for a photo. Well, just, just for that photo. Just for a photo. But at the end of the day, how are you using your fitness? How are you using your training? Right. What are you using it for? I really appreciate that they're bringing these guys out. These guys are training and now they have some practical application to go out and be like, okay, here's uh, um, endurance, precision, strength, power, yeah. you know, all these other things. And now I get to go out and I get to de demonstrate them and use them in an interesting way. Yeah. So I think a big thing within the training and especially for these guys is putting a training system together that allows them to maximize and be their best, but then finding fun, creative ways for them to go out and use their fitness so that use they feel they connected. Their goals. Yeah. So like, it, you know, if somebody were to come to me and be like, Hey, I'm training for rally racing. I'll be like, it's great. We've trained guys that do dirt bikes. Yeah. Um, I'm working with a guy now who does long range, uh, um, endurance motorcycle stuff. And like, those are incredible things to train for. And it allows like the training to be fun and exciting and actually have a measurable, uh, you know, results to see if yeah. it's going to fucking work. Because, you know, like, uh, you know, all these fitness influence, it's like, okay, great. Like, I, I was fortunate. I got paid a lot of money to lift weights and to fucking train my ass off so I could go out and beat up the toughest people in the world in the NFL. In front yeah. of a ton of fans. Like, yeah, there yeah. was, there was several that, people showed was up. In several people. Yeah, in front of millions of people in white spandex. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that was my high dreams like that. By far the fucking greatest <laughs> thing is, like, this is amazing. And then, you know, now you have to find new ways to train your fitness. And, yeah. you know, I think hunting and what these guys are doing is amazing. So, yeah, and I think it's really cool too because everybody's experience here, they're they're all adaptive in different ways. So, you know, it's kind of like what we do in the cars. You're you're never teaching the same curriculum to two people ever, but it's especially clear when you're working with people who are who have such differences that they're getting a curated sort of curriculum and program from we're, you. From we're going else. from a range of people that have issues walking because of prosthetic legs to people that have to shoot their bows with their teeth. Yeah, like the, yeah. The, the, when we say adaptive, like these people really adapted. Uh, <laughs> but you know solid what? Problem that's solvers. the amazing. See, that's the amazing thing about the human body. Like there's uh, these, and you, you hit it right on the head. It's almost like athletic problem solving. So you're taking things from people and like things where all of a sudden you're like, you take my arm. I'm like, how the hell am I would pull a bow? And people are creatively finding ways to do it. Absolutely blows my mind. And uh, so much respect I mean, for these people. And then you're inventing an entire new site yeah. for that because yeah. your site picture is now like a I, totally different uh, spot. One of my favorite things is uh, when uh, uh, Crispy posts some of his shooting stuff. I'm always amazed at like, one, how he's configured this stuff, and two, the accuracy at which he fucking is able to shoot. Because, I mean, you think about, like, uh, um, you know, the ability to calm yourself, calm your breath, and then be able to focus, to be able to pull a trigger, and then have this instant violent, uh, like, reaction that's almost like a, a, a byproduct of all these other things you're able to do. I mean, think about, like, the trauma that dude went underneath. Uh, you know, your skin, and these are all external 
touches for your central nervous system. They're also you basically lost a lot of muscle mass and, and dude, like connections he burned eighty percent of his body. So think about like his central nervous system must be like so different than anybody else, and that's the part that blows my mind. I mean, I know it's so geeky, but as I'm watching him shoot, I'm like, how the fuck is he calming his nervous system down after that trauma? Yeah. Or how has his body almost circumvented this in such a way to give him the ability to concentrate for precision to be able to shoot a weapon? Yeah. Like I, it's a different kind of mindfulness. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Totally different animal. And well, it's, it's yeah, the same it's thing incredible. in racing. Yeah. I mean, like I, I know, um, uh, unique for me, and I don't know if this is unique, unique for everybody, but every game I played in was deathly silent, and everything seemed to happen in slow motion. Yeah, absolutely. And the same thing happens when I drive, especially yeah. when I drive fast. So absolutely. when we did all that the petty stuff, changes. Yeah, yeah, like all of a sudden we were doing all that, and like the guys like, what do you know? I'm like, everything seems like it's happening in slow motion. And, uh, and I found, I mean, I found, I found a lot of that with things that you train heavily for. And what happens is, is when you train heavily for them, when you're actually performing them, I call it checklist mode. Like your body shuts down everything outside and you are merely running through that checklist of everything that's in front of you. Yeah. And sometimes that checklist is something you're conscious of. Sometimes you're just going through the neural yeah. pathways that are carved in, but it's, yeah, it's, it's different for each experience. And I, I think you're right. It's fascinating to see and watch people who, who have, been through and are processing trauma in every category as we all are finding ways to, to adapt to that in every sense of the word and then come out the other end. And I'm like, I, I thought I was good at driving. And then I see a guy who drives with his feet and I'm like, yeah, no, he's as good as me. You know? <laughs> it's just like, it's just fascinating to see that. in but certain it, ways. it's interesting in that, um, we look and we think, okay, to be good at something, there has to be a standard paradigm. Yeah, totally. And then when you start removing things, you realize that like, uh, um, it's like athletic problem solving. It's the only word. So Dr. Bueller, who's a, um, a good friend of ours up in Caseville, Utah, he has a program that's called AMIT, Activated, Great, Activated Muscle Integration Technique. And um, in it, he talks about the world's best athletes are just the best compensators. So everybody's injured in all, every sport you see, but how well they perform in the sport due to all these injuries is based on compensation patterns. So like all of a sudden, if your bicep shuts down, some other muscle ends up picking up. And I think what's so fascinating about the adaptive athletes is um, you remove entire pieces. Yeah. And then these guys are still finding interesting and, and uh, insightful athletic ways to execute. And to me, it's just a testament to not only the mind, but the human body and the spirit. I agree. I mean, that's, it's interesting you say that because that's one of the things on our curriculum that we changed in, in the racing world is like we don't, there's, we, we tell everybody as they get into our sort of fourth out of our four core exercises, which is the slalom. Like you, Ed, nobody has ever done it right. Nobody's ever gotten a corner right. Everybody's fucked it up in one way or another. Your eyes, your hands, your feet, somewhere you fucked it up. You might have been 99%, but nobody's ever gotten it right. You're always compensating for the previous corner. You're always adapting to whatever you fucked up in the last corner. You're always having a little bit more steering because you didn't have enough last time. You always have a little bit more brake because you didn't have enough last time. Um, so yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like we're constantly adapting to whatever, you know, our, our last corner was in a race car. Um, and sort of, you know, overcoming that or, or moving into the next space, trying to evolve off of, you know, Is it something where up. you almost have to have a clean mind, like going oh, into absolutely. every corner, like all of a sudden, like, Hey, I'm not going to let the, uh, the mistakes of the past all of a sudden predict my future. Yeah, you said it's it reactive it. too. Yeah. Like, 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 like if you, you're, if you go into a corner bad on that first one, now all of a sudden your reaction to everything yeah. changes because as you know, in, in stage for you, you, you've memorized that thing as best you can. Sure. So, but then that all goes to hell. The second you you don't go through that first one right. the way you well, want to. I mean, to. it's like anything. Everything goes to hell, right? Best laid plans. And that's, you know, whether it's a mission or it's a race car or whatever it is, like, you know, you plan it all out and you go, okay, cool. And then you adapt as soon as it goes to shit because that's the second it starts. And and that's kind of the point with that we try to, you know, work with people in the car is like, 
it's going to go to shit immediately. So all, all we're trying to do here is carve as many neural pathways as we can and get you really comfortable with the muscle memory so that you can adapt when it goes to shit, which again is as soon as you let the clutch up. So, um, you know, and then you're just constantly sort of trying to figure out how to, how to you know, improvise from there. Do you, when you bring people in, are you surprised how few people actually know how to drive through pedals? No, no, um, I'm not surprised they are. <laughs> They're regularly surprised, but I'm Man, not. I don't. I, I uh, the amount uh, of people I know that can drive free pedals is slowly going down. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of this in the room when you you know you're like, all right, cool, everybody here's comfortable with the manual transmission. It's like, yeah, totally. And we're like, anybody anybody need like a quick refresher? Then somebody will. And then there's you know once they see somebody and it's just like it's like watching a time lapse of a garden grow. All the hands just slowly start. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool. Take everybody outside, and then you know, 15 minutes later, they're sorted out because. Most people, again, speaking of trauma, most people have tried to learn from their significant other or their parent. And so you give them a space where you're, they're working with a teacher. They've got a different dynamic. They come into that space to be mentored versus coming in it with this adversarial relationship with a loved one. Um, and it works like that. And I think similarly in this space, you know, having folks who've been through this trauma and, and can come to somebody like you and they come in like I'm ready to be mentored, and I'm ready to be coached. Um, the results are going to be so much different. Sure. No, I was thinking, man, I learned a uh... Man, I learned to drive so long ago. I remember uh, my dad was a lawyer and he took a, a car on payment for a legal fee. And so um, it was, yeah, uh, yeah my, my dad was an old time lawyer like that. So we had like an 82 Volkswagen Rabbit. And I think this was probably about 18 or 1986. So I was probably nine or 10 years old. And I remember showing that thing showing up and being like, that's my car. <laughs> and it was a manual transmission. And I drove that thing everywhere to the point where like my mom would get a call. And she'd be like, somebody said they saw you driving. I'll be like, no, that person's a liar. Is there a picture? You know? And dude, we drove that thing everywhere. My brother would, uh, who was four years older, he had his permit or maybe he didn't or he's getting his permit. So then we would go drive around wherever he drove. I got to drive back. So, I mean, we were driving for so long that like... Yeah, my just, first day of driving... The first day I ever, my dad took me out to teach me to drive. He put me on a hill with a Chevy S10 Blazer five-speed manual transmission and said, get Take up the hill. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, up the yeah. hill. Did he, also, did he also just throw you out of the great white cage and be like, figure out how to swim, kiddo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. After I got up the hill, he yeah. threw me out of the car. Yeah, yeah. Onto the bed. Do we want to process this later? Burn, burn the shit out of the fucking hey, clutch. Figure it out. You're going to get, get it sorted out soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, another. I'm going to have to replace the clutch because you burned it so bad. But we'll figure yeah, yeah. it out. My do, first, do, do you think it's a lack of mechanical understanding that, that people actually don't understand the mechanics of like how a clutch works? In 100%. A There's a lot of so, so for me, um, like I said, I, I weld and I fabricate and I, I work on yeah. trucks. And like uh, that mechanical knowledge, like when I think of letting out the clutch, I think of the pressure plate. I think of the throw out yeah. bearing. I think of the way the clutch works and fucking engaging. And like all these things make sense to me. Yeah. But like trying to explain this to people, people just well, don't have the mechanical you know, background. Funny. We had this conversation last weekend because my girlfriend and her mom were, the, the, the theme of the weekend was mansplaining. And finally, <laughs> you know, we're in the car and, and everyone's driving. They're like, oh, you're going to mansplain that? I go, you know what? Mansplaining has to exist. And they're like, <laughs> and, 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 and Morgan goes, excuse me? How? I go, explain to me how a manual transmission and a clutch works. There's and a difference goes, between explaining and uh, mansplaining, to be clear. Uh, <laughs> or, 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 or the interesting thing is actually rebuilding a manual transmission. Yeah. I rebuilt an NV4500 and like the shift force. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. I'm yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you oh, like I NVs? Don't I, don't, I don't want anything to do with it. A lot, a lot of the PTSDs for me on the uh, NVs. Is, uh, they're not what I would yeah, call a you. precision <laughs> transmission. Yeah. But are about the only transmission that'll hold up to actually a built 12 valve Cummins. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. The um, No, I found that's true. And I think that's one of the things for us that's super important is like, 
as quickly as we can, our goal when we get people in the classroom and then when we break into, you know, one-on-one stuff with them is to understand as best we can where their primary sensory dominance is. And also just to kind of understand how they operate and who they are as a person. Because for some people, if we explain how the pressure plate works and we explain the difference between a push and a pull type clutch and the release bearing and the, you know, the pivot fork and all that stuff, they're going to draw that picture and it's going to make so much sense. It's going to be instant for them. And for some people, they just need the most basic explanation of the mechanical separation between the engine and the transmission. Are, are, you, are you guys running um, uh, floor mounted pedals or are you guys uh, running hanging pedals? We're just running factory pedals and everything. Okay, factory yeah. pedals. Yeah, so mostly hanging pedals. Um, and But, you know, whatever it is that somebody needs and you kind of just have to be attuned to, to sort of their response and watch and wait for sort of that epiphany moment. And, and once you see that they're sort of like connecting with it, you get them through three or four times and you show them that they can't fail. That's the biggest thing is people are so afraid of failing, especially in something like that, because pretty much 100% of people over the age of 18 who don't know how to drive a manual transmission have trauma associated with it, right? They have some awful experience <laughs> of like, you know, getting stuck in the truck at the bottom of the hill and saying, figure it out, you know? Man. So, so that's the, once, once they get to a space where they realize they can't fail, then it's like, oh, this is easy. It takes 20 minutes. We've never had anybody who takes more than 20 minutes to teach them how to, to drive a manual. And the nice thing is that then you you throw them so far off the deep end into other things that they're like, they're still worrying about manual transmission. And then you're just drinking out of a fire hose. Then they for just seven stop hours, thinking about it. 100%. <laughs> it just goes straight into that neural pathway. Give me some specs on the cars. Are they two-wheel, four-wheel drive? I mean, yes. what are they all front-wheel drive? No. We have front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, all wheel drive turbo stuff, everything in between. It's honestly I love turbos. Oh, I mean so some, nice. something about free horsepower. Yeah. Exhaust driven turbos. I love yeah. it. That's magic spinny boys. Oh my god. I love I, them too I until love, I own them and have to maintain them. Well, that. that's why I like diesel motors. Um I love the fact that you can pump a ton of boost into something, and that's why I love diesel motors. Yeah, they're pretty exceptional. The power that those turbo diesels are making now. It's yeah. violent. Man, that uh, the F-250. fastest vehicle we had for a while at the ranch was an F-250. <laughs> <laughs> that was an embarrassing I, uh, time. My 2021 GMC uh, yeah. 3500. It's got that uh, LP, L5P Duramax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bought like this bank setup. It's like literally, it's called the Derringer. It plugs in. Yeah. It's, it's not even a tuner. It's basically like an inline tuner. And then they sold it with this uh, deal called a Pedal Commander. Yeah, yeah. So you basically those, yeah. hooked it all up. It took me maybe 25 minutes to set this whole thing up. Uh, that truck is so fast. I can blow the wheels off of it at 60 miles an hour. Oh, easily. And and the throttle throttle response, I mean, it just blows my mind. Like for me to be able to do these type of upgrades to something that isn't like this, like, um, you know, uh, a Mm P-pump 12 valve, I mean, shit, dude, we're going to have to tune, you know, tune everything in it. And yeah, it just, yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing just to have that instant power. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's definitely a wild time. Look at us back up all the way into cars. We Dave. did it. You, cars you right it's it's got to be, it's, it's gotta be cars or movies. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, oh man. I, um, Robin Hood Men in Tights too. Yeah. Uh, we're filming it today. I, yes. I have a uh, 6.2 oh, uh, LS out of like a new LT LS out of a 2018 yeah. Escalade in my shop yeah. that uh, I would love to do the Chinese turbos. Yeah. And just put on some fucking... Let them rip. Yeah. yeah like these, these dudes for like a couple grand, like they'll buy those turbos off of uh, eBay and like put them on like a 4.8 yeah. like a LS and just fucking make like 250 Isn't that horsepower. Isn't pretty much a McLaren engine? It's an LS one with two turbos. <laughs> with two Chinese yeah, huh? turbos? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't actually, that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're Chinese turbos. Yeah. But, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, man, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know what kind of relationship I have with McLaren, but I'll keep it intact. <laughs> oh, my God. So. I love turbos. Like just the whole deal. I'm just like, they're man. magic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's magical science. Well, awesome, speaking of John. magical science, we have a lot of people yeah. that have some magical thank science. Thank you for stopping yeah, by thank with you. us. We're glad to have you today. Thank and God. we'll be Cheers, bringing man. you back to do a full episode on free range American later on. Sounds great. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, I guess, you know what, uh, Texas Dave, we're going to kick this off right. Uh, and talk about 
why we are actually here. We're here with Evan Haver. Evan, this is your baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your idea, you your this. baby. You yeah, wanted yeah. to do this. You yeah, started yeah. it last year. Huge success. And here we are. Second annual veteran adaptive athlete. First time in shoot. Texas though. Yeah. yeah. First time in Texas. So the, the big thing with this was uh, I started shooting this traditional archery. Just like recurve bow several years ago is more of an active form of meditation. Uh, I wanted something that I could hit, you know, the center center mass of a target. Wasn't loud. I could throw out in the shop and get it done. So I packed a bunch of burlap sacks from our coffee bags into a bigger burlap sack. Started shooting arrows into it. Met John Dudley a few years ago. We had him on the show, obviously, multiple times. He's yeah. our partner in free range. And if you don't know, you know, one of the most world-class yeah. archers in, in, in the world. In the world. Yeah. In the world. He's a world-class archer. That tends to be how that yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. In the world. In the world. In the yeah. world. World renowned. I mean, world I mean renowned. technically, he is... The moon and he Mars. He is the as moon well. and as Mars. Mars. Yeah. Because there are no world-class archers there. In the universe. You could say universe because I don't know if archery is a thing unless we get into a parallel universe. Galactically speaking, we're, yeah. we're getting into exactly. cosmic John, levels that John, probably aren't John in the scope Dudley of this podcast. John Dudley is a galactically level person. He's yeah. a galactic lord huh? yep. of archery. Yep. That's uh, probably the way to put it. GLA. I, there it is. This is GLA. GLA. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, man. You guys are level archer. You dialed that in. So, so yeah, how do we get here? How did, how did we get to the, the veteran adaptive well, athlete shoot I, last what, year? What, what, what I wanted to do was, one, I wanted to get a bunch of people together, right? So we're veterans and we work together and we get together all the time. Like yeah. We work together, we drink together, we fuck off together. Um, Clint, when Clint came out last year, two years ago after he... Yeah, Mr. Clint was, trial. Clint yeah. trial after yeah. he lost his legs in Afghanistan. I was like, man, we do not do enough just for fun. our buddies yeah. that have been fucked up. Like truly, like they've been oh, physically it was after injured. We were all out here for yes. the bury me for the bonfire Correct. shoot where he just came out and had so much fun. And yeah, you were like, light bulb. Let's, and that was the genesis of this, which was, hey, we have to build these courses and have a social event where we can all essentially play golf because like, yeah. that's what you're doing. You're just walking around together. Golf. Yeah. You're, you're having fun. You're making fun of people, each other, you're talking shit and you can do it from a, an, an adaptive chair. One of those four wheel drive chairs. You can do it from an ATV. You can do it on your prosthetics. You can do it. So uh, what I really want to do is build a course for guys that are physically injured so we could hang out with them and do something fun hit targets. Uh, it's not concussive, so it's not loud. If guys have been blown up, they might not want to have the experience of, uh, you know, rounds bangs and pops. Yeah, bangs yeah, and yeah. pops and whatnot. Yeah. So it's quiet. It's an active form of meditation. We can all do it together. Like, you know, veterans that are either physically or mentally or whatever. Maybe you're just like a vet and you want to hang out with other vets or you, yeah. you're not a vet and you just want to hang out with cool people. Even more a, so, it looks like it looks like something to look forward to because as yeah. I'm walking around, I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces from last year. Everybody seemed to want to come back. Well, without getting too morbid or dark, uh -oh. Um, uh oh yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, obviously vets they they deal with a lot of suicide issues, a lot of depression, a lot of alcoholism, 
Um, COVID has been very difficult on a lot of vets too, especially if they've been physically injured because now they're alone. They've got a physical injury. injury. They might be self-medicating. Uh, so I'm trying to pull people out their houses, provide a social event where they can get together, uh, have fun, and then look forward to that every year. Practice yeah. for it. Too. Practice for like, it every yeah, yeah. day. Give wanting to, wanting to, to show yeah, yeah. up and send it yeah. even better than you and did learning, last year. Learning yeah. a totally new skill. And you you can, a lot of these people, they've qualified for the Paralympics. So it's incremental gains in the sense of, I love archery. It's awesome. I, I think it's, I, yeah. I love shooting my rifle, love shooting my pistol, love shooting my bow. I'm a projectile enthusiast. That's kind of the way I classify myself. Uh, but I really like hosting these types of events where we can bring a ton of fucking people together, roll out epic food, you know, share in the success of the company with everybody. Because uh, it's 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 our company, but truly it's it's kind of everybody's success, right? And that's, and that's what you guys have done so well with the brand is that the, the this company is so accessible and everybody here, the culture here at this event is so, it's so, it's an incredibly inclusive event, like you said. Like this isn't limited to adaptive athletes of a certain type or able-bodied people of a certain type or whatever. It's just a bunch of your buddies hanging out. Um, yeah, and if people could see out here just the vibes, it's it's killer. Yeah. Well, it's fun, right? Yeah. So well, it's celebrating the, the, the success of the company for something so many people can enjoy it, not yeah. just, oh, hey, we're, we're taking off to go to the Bahamas yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. sending you Are photos we though, but, later. Is that, is that, <laughs> well, you guys would really love to just see uh, pictures of JT and I in the Bahamas. Yeah. We would. Yeah, yeah. we can do the um, Bahamas just, pictures. Just overlay those. Yeah. Well, and, and two, we, like I said, we, we, get to, we get to see each other every day. Yeah. So now we can bring in a bunch of people that really, like, like honestly, they inspire everybody. Yeah. So when you have a physical injury, uh, and you're sucking it up and maintaining your positive attitude, uh, you know, going out and you know, still being social and you're leading by and example. Adapting to a hobby. This is the yeah. thing that, yeah. that the, the entire veteran community, they have to look at and they, they have to be inspired by this and they have to stop with excuses. That's the other thing. They got to stop with excuses. Like get out, make a change, be positive, you know, uh, a positive psychology is more infectious than COVID. And if we're not doing that as a company, if I'm not doing it as the guy that's like running the company, if I'm not organizing these types of events, then I'm failing at the end of the day yeah. from a huge uh, percentage of what I feel is my duty to the entire community. So that's my soapbox, which is <laughs> a good one. I'm trying to make sure that like, like I'm putting the fucking morality double barreled shotgun underneath other companies saying, yeah. if we can do this and we can turn our profits into things that we think are fucking cool, profits inspiring, go out and do it, man. Like, like how many times has Home Depot done something like this? How many times <laughs> yeah. fucking, yeah, like, you know why, what I mean? Why isn't yeah. there something like this every month? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's 20 years of, of war. Yeah. 20 years of sure. war. Thousands of people that were missing their you know, lives, their lives, their, their life, their limb, their, their eyesight. Yeah. Thousands of people have been affected by this in our yeah. generation, the post 9-11 and the Vietnam and World War II veterans. Like we've all been affected. And, you know, this is 20, uh, the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah, coming up. Yeah. Of Afghanistan. Uh, got 20 years of guys getting of fucked war. up from these yeah. things. So multiple generations. Multiple generations, point. yeah. Yeah, and, you've got uh, children now serving overseas yeah. of guys that invaded Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 
and so just I just look at it from my perspective. It's it's our responsibility as far as you know. It's our duty to go out and do these kinds of things. And honestly, like this is what I want to do either way. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do a bunch of shit by myself. Like that's it's not fucking fun. Like, no, it's fucking terrible. Know, it's when terrible when your morality and your ethics and your business's growth all can sort of align in one place where you get to do this and you're like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we're doing something that's really, that's really good and really <laughs> hey. rad. And apparently we're helping people. Yeah. While which everyone is side else benefit. is on the golf course, here is where we are. Yeah. yeah. Hey Dale, let's go cut a new deal or whatever. You know, like, all right. <laughs> that's what we've get been doing all day. Me and Dale cutting deals back. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Let's cut We're going hey. strong in Q2, but I, I'm just looking at three yeah. here. It's going to be tough there, <laughs> Tommy. Hey, we grew up. It up. Grew by twenty three percent last quarter. We're gonna cut thirty yeah. percent extra bonus out yeah. of everybody. It's um, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the twelve T yeah, nine yeah, yeah, around yeah. there, and the LTLs yeah. is uh, well, QTM PS. I'm yeah, sure. so every, well, everybody else is out hitting the back nine. Yeah, you know, You're back front slapping and fucking mm. douchebagging. We're gonna do this kind of shit. Yeah. So what's know? happening out there? Tell me about the course. Tell me about where people are and what's happening. What's the actual event? Uh so I don't know exactly how many targets we have. We got. uh We'll just say. We have 50 plus targets around the entire property. Uh, We've got an adaptive course. So it's straight up. You can take an ATV, uh, one of our AT, our our all terrain uh, wheelchairs. Which is like a tracked wheelchair. Looks like a bulldozer. Hell yeah. I've seen that as a fucking D3. Can we paint them yellow? I think we should call Travis, get him in here, and we should backflip one of these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's my cue. I got to go. I got a phone call to make or three. (laughs) So we got a bunch of targets set up. Guys are going out. Uh, they range from 30 to 80 yards. Basically, your shooting needs station. Uh, I've got a team. Matt's got a team. Uh, I forget exactly who else. Like, we got smaller teams that are broken Dudley's into like six team. to 10. Uh, six to 10 people are shooters. Uh, so, we're applying lessons. Most of these guys know how to shoot. So, most of these guys can outshoot me, but we're shooting targets, putting out lessons and tips. Uh, mainly we're just talking shit. Just hanging That's out. Basically, good vibes. we're just yeah. hanging out. Hanging yeah, out. good vibes. Now we got sick. We just got done with a little barbecue. You know, yeah. was that smoker or barbecue? Whatever. Barbecue. Yeah, that's barbecue. I don't know yeah. the difference. And then uh, now you guys are going into like the contest shoots. You got yeah. Someone's gonna win a rifle today. Hopefully yeah, it's not the same guy last year because damn, he was good. He can't shoot. <laughs> he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, uh, John won that last year. Yep. Uh, we're we're. We're going to hold him out this year. Yeah, he's, he's too good. You're going to ballast he's his too ass? Good. Yeah, yeah, he's too good. Handicap or we'll him. handicap him. He's T-Y-D-Q. Yeah. Wait, there it is. How do you handicap? No, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, different word. Different, hey, yeah, different word. <laughs> different word. Uh, no, so we've... And then we've got another round of uh, shooting this afternoon. And then we've got another barbecue. And then really? we go into the Total Archer Challenge all weekend. So it's yeah. it's pretty epic. Yeah, it's, Fuck yeah, it's a fucking epic day. This is awesome. Well, um, I'm sure as we pull... These uh, athletes in, they're 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 gonna attest to everything that you said. They, I hope so. Yeah. Something something that they have looked forward to, something they're excited about, and all I'm seeing out there is smiles. So I think so. I mean, well. unless you're unless, you're, unless right. you're work, unless you're looking over at Dave, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, Maybe we enter Dave next year. Yeah. Um, Why isn't Wait, Dave what is shooting happening between now and last year? Am I entering adaptive? Or Why not isn't you, that Dave? Oh, okay. That Dave. Why <laughs> is it? Why aren't you shooting in this, Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, damn. Two, yeah. T-O-O. T-O-O, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is well, there, uh, awesome. Great. See you guys. Bye. Hearts love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look, at, me? look at us here right now with uh, 
one of our celebrity guests of the shoot. Okay. Uh, All right. Mr. Donut Operator, who doesn't know this man? Look at that beautiful face. It's been a while since you've been on FRA. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. I think last time was with Eddie, Eddie Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the last time I was on here. Quite a few months ago. That was Thanksgiving. God oh, yeah. We haven't seen this face since Thanksgiving. Well, I'm oh, just man. as thankful now to see him as it was back I'm then. I'm thankful for that mustache, Mr. Dave. Heck yeah. Well, if you were to grade that one through Selleck, what do you give it? Oh, my gosh. Whew. This is like this is like 94 Selleck. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. You're really going yeah. there. Yep. This is kind of like this. This is like 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 I just found a yeah. few sticks of butter. It's like all the way I'm, up. All the way up. And I'm, then one more. I'm you know, just these two, circling it around... The I've bu- seen the, that the video. Butter. The I've butter. seen that video. Yeah, yeah. 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 The when when a good man when when a, when a good man has a good mustache, yeah. you can't help but put butter on your body. Well, it's been good to see you, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks for coming awesome, on. Guys. Take care, Donut. So, did you yeah. shoot today? Yeah, man, I shot today. It was super what fun. team were you on? I was on uh, Team Two, which was John Dudley was our captain. Oh wow! So, yeah, that was Team Captain. Yeah, He's a hell of a this guy. Is a to do this is a sick track and field. Day. How do you go? How do you go on an archery shoot with the best in the world? Right. To yeah, be I don't your know. Captain. I don't know. Yeah, dude, he is so sick. It was so crazy watching him. How shoot. is he as an instructor? Super good, man. Mm. Super good. Yeah, because I learned a lot being out there. Those things the generally sometimes don't, don't always go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could be the best in the world or something, yeah. but you could not be able to teach for shit. Yeah. So yeah. tell us, how, what would what, you like about it? Um, oh, man. Honestly, doing, like having John there, that was sick because I've watched him for so long. Mm. And uh, it's really cool how this is supporting, you know, all the disabled vets and stuff. So all the adaptive athletes. I, I loved I loved the whole thing, man. But uh yeah, that was a cool course. It was like, what, two miles long, mile yeah. and a half long? Um, That's a long course. Yeah, yes, it's a big is. course. It was like wow. 12 or 13 stations, and we just rotated out with everyone. And like, uh, well, there was one guy on my team, Lopez. He he has one arm, so he holds, yeah, he holds We're going to get him over here, his, here soon. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome, dude. He holds it with his teeth. And he was so just sick. fucking nailing it every <laughs> single time, dead center. It's so sick. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, awesome, are man. you going to be competing this afternoon for the rifle shoot? I, uh, where you guys a are, rifle shoot? No, no, no. I didn't no, no. They're shooting bows to Oof. win a rifle. <laughs> Got it. Man, yeah. I was like, this is getting wild. No, I don't know. I didn't know about that. Oh, well. Yeah, what's happening? So uh, Yeah, it's a it's a best, it's a best of. Okay. Closest to the bullseye. That's Winner it. takes all. Black dang. rifle, coffee, noveski rifle. Ooh. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, dang. Yeah, I'll be out there. Hell yes. Nice. I gotta gotta do what that. What was the uh, what was the number one takeaway for you today as far as what you what you got to learn being out there shooting? Oh man, John, like the entire time, he he wouldn't stop giving us instruction and right. it was really cool. So awesome. just, there's so much shit that I learned yeah. from that man today. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. It was super cool, man. Well, Sick, awesome, man. Cody. We're glad that you made it out with us today. Yeah, dude, this was, this was amazing. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, we uh, we we are with the reigning champion. Oh right shit! Now. I didn't know that. This is last year's last champion, year's champ, baby. Okay, no big deal. He won. He big won close to bullseye. Won the rifle. Nope. It was a good time. It, it was, was at like 12,000 feet of elevation, too. Yeah, up at Snowbird Resort. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's wild. So you've decided to come back again. Oh, I was lucky enough to be invited back again, of course. <laughs> How could I stay away? I mean, you know, you know, you know, we thought about like, do we want him to win again? Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> we're talking earlier. We're like, like, how do we stand back his ass? This guy already got the prize, you know? Yeah, like, let's already else have it. a shot of the title, you know? So how do you like this year's course versus last year's? You know, last year I had some really like scenic places, but this is just awesome. A little bit more like, easy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Easy, exactly easy yeah. to easier get around. Like easy last year, yeah, you went from ten thousand feet to twelve thousand feet to ten thousand. Yeah, yeah that's a big spread. Place. It was wild. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Just being on the Black Rifle Coffee Ranch, like it's awesome. Yeah, vibes are sick. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what about the thing as a whole? Great. You being a, the, a, a two-time veteran now, uh, what do yeah, you think about it. this whole thing that Evan came up with? I think it's freaking amazing. Like, just being here and being with everyone and sharing the love of this sport and everybody that's in this industry and like, you know, just getting to be with other veterans. It's just such a, I don't know how to put it, like just an amazing time. I'm yeah. having like the time of my life being here. I'm oh, so happy awesome, to be here. And you're here like, all weekend, right? Yes, yeah. I Are am. you staying here at the ranch? No, I am not. Oh, I am okay. at the hotel. But I mean, if you guys have like a cubby hole or oh, claws or something, like I, like I don't take up much space. You know, shut me in. <laughs> I'm so sleeping spot. in a trunk, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. perfect. After perfect. hanging out with him for a while, you just kind of get used to it. That's yeah, 100%. You know, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have much of a, <laughs> we don't have a travel street, The street races. I saw that, by the way, where <laughs> you, you know, were doing a string of stories about listen, different places that you've slept. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a Bondo-filled burlap sack on the back of a gooseneck trailer in a hailstorm may or may not be a thing that's happening. Wow. I got yeah. a top. That's a different thing. I saw something different... about a boxcar at a trade. It's possible. You might have been thinking of the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, yeah. With the boxcar, boxcar children, children. The whole set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, got all of them. You, you combine that with uh, Little House on the Prairie oh, book series. Oh, two of the best. Man. And then winning combination, huh? There's the trifecta. R.L. Stein. Bringing it hard, dude. Couldn't do it. Were you R.L. Stein fan growing up? Uh, yeah, I was actually. You know, I mean, I think every kid has that going to Scholastic Book I, Fair. I think it was the... All the boys like, oh yeah, Dude, I got those flips. I think that was you rolling with our twenty. Yeah, you rolling with the What's oh, up, motherfuckers? Hell. I got twenty off Scholastic. And he's like, oh shit, you're getting two puppy posters, boss car children, at least three. R.L. Stein might be goosebumps. He might have done something else. And yeah. one of those bracelets to snap on your wrist. Oh, oh no. shit! Boys. Yes. <laughs> Do we have slap bracelets for this event? Uh, we, we don't know. We should. I don't know why we don't. Maybe that's the difference in our generation. When we were kids, we collected books to show to show our dominance. Like that's how. No, that's how you threw your. I saw you threw your money around. Like, what I got, man? Look at all the yeah, stuff I'm on giving you a 20. Dude, I'm getting four. I only got a five then, spot. But then, then delivery day. Like, it'd be oh, one thing. God. Like, oh, yeah. I forgot you had to wait on it. It's yeah. like a catalog off. Yeah. yeah so the teacher like, comes in. She's just not like, you got yeah, one. you like, forgot about it already. You fucking first forgot about, about it. It had been five did. and a half weeks, which was fast, right? <laughs> That's like two-day prime for 2021. It was like five and a half weeks, and you're in the middle of math. And yep. like, she's coming right, out. Guys, you see the time. box when you come in, you're like, oh, oh my shit. God, I forgot I ordered yeah. the box. And then Jimothy, all the baller kids are just getting them stacked and stacked. I was going to say, like, oh, yeah. I just got my Dude, little thing here. Jimothy's just got a like, pallet. You're like, yeah, fuck thankfully, this kid. Yeah, you seriously, would, I would keep my goosebumps in a paper sack. <laughs> like, and, and as it got fuller and fuller, like that was a sense of pride. You, yeah, you yeah, yeah. bring it in, bring 100%. it into school, be like, Boom. Yeah. Check baby. it out. Look I got this. one through 28, yeah. missing 13. Sorry, Don't you I worry was about sick, it. sick that day. I will trade for it. It's like, what's Don't up, girl? I got a issue 12 right here. You want to yeah. see yeah. me? Oh, this? shit. That's a first edition. That? Yeah, what a say. Mm. God damn. Dude, that was Alone it. In the basement. <laughs> that was yeah. it. And oh then Pogs God. came around. Oh, uh, no, I never was into that. Never. Slammers. No, Did you fucking Pogs? Nope, never. No, me neither. I don't know. I had Slammers because I just was like, the Pogs are stupid. But you got Pokemon cards too, huh? I didn't have Pokemon. Did you have Pokemon cards? Yeah. No, I had no, no. He's like, yeah, no, I for definitely sure did. Definitely did. Yeah, but you got to think about this. Pogs was such an explosive industry for like nine minutes. That that made there it. was there was a only Pog store next to my Fred Meyer. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, no. like, you go in and it was bins of Pogs. Like that was it. All they sold was Pogs. Well, oh I don't even God. know. Do you know how to play Pogs? Nope. I have no, no fucking clue. No. Yeah, yeah, I have 10. You, you know? have 10. Oh. We put it in a stack and you flip them. All right. So next year, 
The rifle shoot is definitely Pog Championship. I think we should. <laughs> Might as well mix it but up I mean, a blast from the past. Lasted, Come on, a little nostalgia. It lasted remember for when? two weeks <laughs> before a letter that came out to everyone that said <laughs> Pogs are now banned because it's gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean... We were we were pretty cool kids. Like we found a way to gamble. I, you know, I think we <laughs> did pretty well. Our entire generation, though, like we man, there's a lot of things that died fast. Like we managed rollerblading <laughs> is the only sport oh my to be God. killed by gay jokes. Still, <laughs> it's the only sport that exclusively got killed because we are so insecure that I was like, I won't do it because my friends call me gay too much. I can't do it anymore. Like we're so insecure, we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Six billion dollar industry. Done. Mm. Done. It's over. It just died. Totaled. It died overnight. Dude. It I'm like, bringing it back. Cool. And then nice. boom. Bucky's got an electric I, skateboard and I'm gonna he's gonna tow me on rollerblades. I don't even think you lap. can buy rollerblades uh, One hundred percent you can. I have sure you verified this. You recently. cannot buy K twos, that's for sure. Well, maybe not gone. with that attitude. They are gone. They I'll are. get some I'll get some King fifty five K twos. Dude, I had backyard bobs. Dude, I love the soft boot. Yeah, that was the way to go. Dave did roller roller were cool. I went to Woodward. I was poor. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was poor. Dirt road. You had the roses. <laughs> the you had around. the roses. Yeah, yeah. My dad told me to go run on the dirt road. Where'd you yeah. grow up? Augusta, Kansas. Augusta, middle Kansas. Of, yeah, middle of freaking nowhere. What happens in Augusta? Not a lot. Shit. Is it flat? Corn. Is it rolling? <laughs> what, is this, what does the landscape look like? Is this North uh, Georgia mountains? Are we talking Squidbillies territory? Or are we? Nah, not quite that. Not that okay. quite. Eastern Kansas has like rolling hills, a little bit of trees, a lot of plains, you know. Yeah, rolling hills. Not, oh, you know. Mixed, mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Little How bit. long did you live there? Glad to get out of there, huh? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a good place to grow up for sure. And I have lots of respect for my friends and family there. And I Farming community? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're playing the PC card real there. hard. You're like, it's a great, I mean, it's a fine place. But I didn't move out. for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it. place for some people. I don't people. want to insult my I friends I just got the fuck that. out of Augusta, well, Kansas, you know, and I'm in Georgia, and I'm turnips. never going yeah. <laughs> You know. I can just pick a turnip and line up, to capital of the country. Allegedly. It was a great place to grow, but my lifestyle now, too fast-paced. There's just not enough to do there. So what do you, what is your lifestyle outside of here? Outside of shooting trapeze archery? It's pretty much more of that. Yeah, yeah. trapeze artists, yeah. Sort a lot of trapeze shows, artistry. You know, this, right. Trapeze that. artistry, yeah. yes. Spray sure. paints. <laughs> yeah. It's a little chess. <laughs> Playing a lot of chess these the days. The king's gambit over not here. Not too much, not too much. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Scrabble, Boggle, Pictionary, Shoots and Ladders. <laughs> <laughs> is there any of that? Is that, oh was that pretty good? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, Yahtzee? You were on a roll. Wow. Dang. My favorite is Balderdash. No idea. Because I'm a good liar. Okay. Yeah. Well. Balderdash is where you get a word and a definition Okay. And then you, everybody has to submit a made-up definition and try and get them to vote for oh, their definition. Oh, that's... You were born for this. You were born for that game. sales and it's Professional lying. bullshitter. Oh, perfect. Professional bullshitter. Thing. All yeah. right. Sweet. Sales and lying. Is perfect. A, here's, a Venn, here's a Venn diagram of sales and lying. It's a circle. <laughs> it's just no, it's a circle. Just a circle. <laughs> that's it. Oh, shit. So are you going to be coming back to the third one of these? If you invite me, I will be here. I will be here. I would like to in, in the, extend yeah. the formal yeah, that's invitation. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I reserve my spot right now. America's thank you. Coffee, thank you. Thank you. Black Rifle. We'd like to have you back at the third annual. annual. I was going to say annual. That's incorrect. Adaptive that's a different word. Athlete shoot. That's a fuck to. Can we? A that's, angle? Can we? Did you say angle? No. Can oh. we tighten that up? The money shot. Ooh, the money shot. They we just call had an announcement, ladies shot. and gentlemen. We're ladies sorry and gentlemen, pause, we still have the money, money shot. shot. 
Sean, thanks for joining us. John, good luck on the winning shot. I hope you win again. I hope you go out and win again. They better not. They better let you shoot. (laughs) We've heard that you're not allowed to shoot, but I think that's bullshit. Well, you know, I'll take what I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a shot. It's good to have you, man. Yeah, good to be here, guys. Last topic was Scholastic Book Fair. You get to name the topic. We had ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. Captain Underpants. What? What? <laughs> oh, this is how we're starting this? I know you've been a very uh, requested guest. We still have to do your Who's Who in the Zoo episode where I go one-on-one and just gruel you for an hour. That wow, that sounds great. Let's do fun it Fun at all. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. You know, she's here to shoot. Let's talk about shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about shooting. How um, long you been into archery, you? Uh... <laughs> First time I shot it was last total archery. Are we recording right now? Yeah, of this is it. This, this is live. Jesus. Believe it or not, this, is, act- oh, this wow. is actually it. Super. You're in, you're okay, in it. we're a professional setting. That here. is an okay. accurate assessment. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I started shooting at the last uh, total archery challenge, and then between then and now, I've probably yeah, uh, TAC. That's a TLA. TAC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I probably shot like a dozen times, and yeah. so I have my uh, PSE and my carbon stealth. There it is. There's um, one. That was a plug. Is she sponsored? Are you sponsored by you PSC? Really, you I mean, they like gave real... me a bone. Oh, oh, she even oh, oh, sponsored by that? PSC? How do you Man. even do something like that? I, you're an inspiration. I, yeah. yeah. You're a model for children it's, everywhere. I, 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 How do you just start a sport and then get a sponsorship? Yeah, 100%. You, you I need just, to know. Uh, on. You go on Instagram and then That's you... That's the one, Instagram. It's like Michael Jordan. Hey, I want to play that You just wear tiny tank tops and people want to give you... That's reasonable. No, that actually makes sense. That'll lie. It's funny because I tried that with JT. We tried that. Yeah. We didn't get anything. We got no. tiny tank some tops. cease and okay. desist and some yeah. restraining yeah. orders. I, felt, I, I feel like we got that. a lot of both. Yeah, For a lot sure. of both. Yeah. I didn't cease or desist, but I did exercise yeah. a tiny bit of restraint today when I put a t-shirt Has on. Has this become your main hobby? No, no, I wouldn't say it's my, it's my main hobby. <laughs> I mean, I uh, certainly see you doing it a lot. I don't see any other hobbies like I don't see you fishing that much. I wow. fish with the fuck are you talking about? I, I see fish. more bow stuff than I see I anything fish. else. I Someone made, back me up on this. No, I have no idea. Nobody's here to back you up. Also, what? Who? Who are you? Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, who that's an interesting you? question. One I ask myself upwards of six to twelve times a day. Yeah, and not one I have an answer who, for. I, yeah, just who daily existential life crisis. Yeah, why? Really, yeah. honestly, why crises, are crises? we? Why are we? Yeah. Is more important than who am I? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the event, the event as a whole? This is your second one. Yeah, no, it was a good event. Uh, I like it was um, a bunch of our close friends, a bunch of our uh, our affiliate people. And, uh, you know, we're just slinging arrows and having fun. There's like no serious heat, no serious competition. There's a lot of shit talk, though. Um, I will say that. We have serious here. Everybody keeps yeah. saying that, but we're not, we're not. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's okay. sitting here. I want to hear like, this. Yeah. Yeah. What um, kind of shit is being talked? Are you talking no. shit? What, what, or what are, are some good no. lines you have? Okay. Uh, there, there wasn't, I wasn't really sh- talking shit. I was more just trying to hang in there. Uh, Omar had some, some good ones, though. He was pretty much hammering everyone. What kind of heat was Omar throwing out? Oh my God. You name it. Wow. Just factory. Yeah. Omar was made out of heat, actually. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a good one. I could have, yeah. Should have seen that one. Well, um, we thank you for stopping by last minute and uh, we hope you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. No, is this the start or the end of the podcast? No, this is it. This is the the beginning, the middle, the end. I'm leaving then. And scene. Okay. Nailed it. 
Oh, man. We were just talking about Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. Oh, mm-hmm. there it is. Yep. The colonel himself, Mr. <laughs> Sanders. See. Yeah. Yeah. See. Mr. Sanders Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. See. <laughs> is that good? The whole thing? Yeah. See. 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 <laughs> and then if it's really enthusiastic, it's a cloud. I can see. But otherwise, <laughs> just see. I'm surprised, man. Yeah, the Texas public school system did not fail me. I know upwards of 32 words of Espanol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hear all 32. Quesadilla. Is that, that keep going? Or, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that counts as hey, I'm, just, I'm just proud because everybody else still calls it a quesadilla, I think. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if, you can, if you can get if you can get quesadilla, and then you're all right. But the uh quesadilla. I'll take one of them chicken quesadillas for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> it's not Jeopardy. Uh, What's your first name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, okay. John? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Wrapping up today. We're with John Lopez right now. The man himself. Uh, yeah. All right, we can talk <laughs> the about actual you all legend. Yeah. 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 Because because still, I think you're the most creative out here when it comes to <laughs> archery. <laughs> no, this old so. thing. Jeez. I honestly, I don't have a point of reference from before. I didn't shoot archery when I had two arms. So I don't know if so, I'm trying to psych myself out, but I think it's easier shooting with one hand. So, so, so you never shot archery no. before and you've just learned it like this. Yes, sir. So what, what introduced you to archery? Um, so I, I got a bow last year. Well, 2019 in December. Just to kill the time. So uh, the year, I, you're a year and some change into yes, this. Sir. Not even that. And then okay. competitive. Okay. By the way, got let's it. back up. Okay. Yes, what branch of service were you in and what army. brought you to this? He's army. Army. He's an army. He's an army. So tell us about that. Uh, so I kind of uh, had a military career plan. Uh, Went through the ropes. Uh, infantry, airborne school, went through uh, ranger selection, went through SFAS. I got injured by a drunk driver mm. and put me in a pretty bad place. Like, I honestly, like, you know, like in the line of job of what we do, we accept the fact that you can get injured or killed. It's the, it's not the injuries, it's the circumstances. I woke up literally, like, my first memory was uh, Andrews Air Force Base, and there's a guy standing right there with a I don't know, like a list of uh, my injuries. And he goes like, you don't, you don't look as bad as your injuries. Say. And I'm like, where am I? You know? Mm, wow. Yeah. Yep. So woke up uh, pretty much in Walter Reed and had to face the fact that I was retiring out of the military. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a bump, bumpy road. <clears throat> yeah. Bumpy road. And I found purpose again. That's what brought me here. Um, yeah. That's the whole reason I'm here shooting is, um, I'm actually a program manager for a skydiving program. And um, archery, when archery came into the picture, it was honestly not something I was interested in. Like my kids do archery. That's Boy Scout (laughs) stuff. That's my experience as we covered earlier. That's Boy Scout stuff. Like, you know, like I shoot big guns. And um, I started shooting this thing and I was challenged to participate at the Black Rifle event that was taking place here last April. And I never say no. <laughs> my kind of guy. Yeah, that's like one of my big problems. I really don't. <laughs> so you you started training up for last year's event. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. So this event is was really sort of the genesis of this. Yes, sir. For you, that's Absolutely. amazing. That's amazing. Absolutely. Oh. Like before that, like I had no interest. I just I yeah. thought it would be cool. And well, uh, how was the first time? Like who showed you the first time that you could do this? Like how did you invent your way to 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 use the sights? that way. Yeah, I'm assuming there wasn't a YouTube um, video for you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it was, a tutorial. It wasn't a tutorial. Yeah. Uh, archery yeah. with... <laughs> yeah. 
I tied up a, a piece of 550 cord to where you guys usually use the release and I started shooting on it. A friend of mine told me, so how do you use the people? And I remember saying, what is the people? Mm. So I was just shooting. Like I shot the first time. I saw where the arrow went and I was pretty much, as you say, I'm from Kentucky. So I was Kentucky winning the entire time. Shit, yeah. Um, it was quite a journey. I just uh, went from shooting 20 yards or so to like trying to like train for an event. I wasn't going to come here. Embarrass myself. So like I had to train like all the way to like 80, 100 yards. Wow. And what is this, what has this experience been like for you outside of here? Like the experience of, of finding a, a new passion, a new hobby like this, how has that bled into the rest of your life as far as kind of like being able to see the, the world through that lens and feeling sort of, you know, empowered? I can tell you how much it has affected. It's, uh, it's everything like awareness, even from, even about my, my environment. Like I, I'm constantly like checking the camera. So like, I know like when there is a full moon out, like deer usually feeding at night. Yeah. Um, I'm learning the pattern. I mean, like we have gotten to appreciate a lot more. Um, I mean, like in the US, like how much food do we throw away? Yeah. You know how it's much deer I throw away? None. Like, you yeah, know, like yeah. you don't, like, you know, you you honor that, like, you know, you honor the harvest. I mean, uh, so like the shot placement was re- relatively easy. Like if you use basic ba- ballistics that we learn, learn in the military, it's pretty much the same. It's way trajectory. Yeah. But uh, trying to do these 30 yards, even 20 yards from an animal is a whole different thing. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a, now I have a pelican case on my car where I keep my clothes so it doesn't smell like the dog or anything else. And then I got to go wow. get dressed somewhere because that affects me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be motivating too because you're actually really, really good at it. And that's one of those, <laughs> yeah, one yeah. Of those fun things yeah. that like, you're like, oh, I've never tried this before. And then your first well, time- Well, turns out I fucking kill it. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? Sorry, I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's amazing. so yeah, when you realized that you were good at it, you were, you were, that yeah, was that, just full send? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely helps. Yeah. Well, it's it's cool too. You but I to be- wasn't. And I'm like, the same time, like I wasn't. I'm, I happen to be good right now. Like I went, I saw so, you shoot last year. Yes. You were good then. I, I imagine another year, so, you're probably really good now. I ended up going to NBA. So like when I started training for the Black Rifle, like I didn't have a strategy. So like I kept it simple. So I was like, all right, so let's do a hundred arrows a day. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I remember going to the VA because my neck hurt. And I'm having to explain that. Like, so anything new? So I'm like, well, I'm doing archery. No, like, sir, you're doing what? Archery. Yeah. You're, uh, what? Uh, I'm sorry, like, what the archery. fuck? You guys are going to have subtitles, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking for them. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're like, like you're so doing confused. what? No, oh, no. Yeah, like, they're like, well, so I'm just biting the stuff. And uh, they're like, well, how many pounds? 70. And I'm shooting 100 pounds. I mean, 100 arrows a day. And the doctor goes like, that's 7,000 pounds that you're moving with your neck. Every day, like yeah. don't come here complaining, you know. Yeah, on the yeah, way yeah, out, yeah. just grab some cream, rub it. And- <laughs> little CBD, maybe. Yeah, it's fine. just a tub at the VA. Yeah. Just grab some cream. <laughs> it's kind of like you You're know. Like, like- All right, here's the deal. Got you four prescriptions, some new stuff. Got you new therapist. You're gonna need four pounds of cream. So just two handfuls <laughs> just, on the way out. Two Everybody scoop up some cream. Don't know where you're putting it. Little cream. What? Yeah, yeah to go. Yeah, he's trash kicking, the, he's kicking the guy out, hide the cream in his hat. I was honestly like, I wanted to say, I was honestly like trying to find out what was wrong with me, and like the doctor was yeah. like, "Get out of here!" Like, what do you mean, what's wrong <laughs> yeah, with yeah. you? You're doing this. Yeah. Um, That's so it took it took a lot. It took a lot to actually get to where I am. It's just repetition, like everything yeah. else. It's practice, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it takes no matter how good, no matter what your level of aptitude is at anything. You can always make measurable improvements if you commit yourself to it and do yes, it sir. over and over. And 
Um, yeah, that's what's really rad here is to see folks out today. It's like there's such a, a wide swath of experience and skill and talent. And you're um, based on what everybody else has told us so far, you're crushing all of them. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it's got to feel pretty awesome, yeah. man. We can't thank you enough for coming out to the second yeah. one. We hope to see you at the no, third, man. which I, uh, I'm sure we will. And, uh, you know, we're glad all you guys came out. I honestly cannot thank you guys enough. Like I sat here, I'm going to tell you, like I sat here last year as we did the first one. And like I said, archery was for kids. It was nothing yeah. that I was interested on. Like yeah. when, I, when I did this, I recognized the potential that this had for other veterans. And I remember actually we sat down, we talked to Tier, and we talked to Evan because I didn't want it to look like we're coming into your guys' stuff and kind of like grabbing your guys. And I was like, listen, like we provide like continuous services. That's what we do. I was like, we would like to start an archery program. I would like to see if we can continue to work with these guys. And it's been like the past year, it's been amazing actually like seeing the the relationship growing with Black Rifle. I actually, um, what was the last month? I took the guys from um, from here from San Antonio, from Black Rifle oh. to do a Spartan race with us. And it was amazing. Like everybody was destroyed, complaining, sunburned, bruises. <laughs> but the good part, is that more than half of them already signed up for the Austin race and they're signing up for the That's next amazing. one in Dallas because they got their ass kicked and they didn't yeah. like it. So we're like, now we're training. Now we know what we're going for. So, so if, like, there's, if there's guys who want to get involved with that with you, how do they do that? Um, with us, I mean, depends like what it is. Like we have, as I said, like I'm the program manager for the skydiving program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, racing, we have archery. Uh, if anybody wants to get in, involved with us, I mean, you can go to EnduringWarrior.org. Or EnduringWarrior.org. Yes, sir. Or even through Black Rifle. Like as I said, yeah. like anybody that is interested in anything, just reach out to you guys. You guys reach out to us. Like we're one family. And yeah. that's uh, one of the things that I love about this. It's like it's one family. Yeah. Like, we all have Absolutely. the same goal, man. Yeah. Super fun. Well, thank yeah. you for coming out. No, and uh, to see you, man. thanks to everybody for, uh, for tuning in with us today at the second annual uh, Veteran Adaptive Athlete Shoot brought to you by Black Rifle. This is Free Range American. Cheers.